Hey guys, my name is Mavi and I've spent the last 14 years in the plastic surgery and beauty industry, working alongside top board certified plastic surgeons. In that time, I've helped thousands of women in their surgical journey. My passion to educate and help women feel empowered is what led to what we now know as the Big Butts No Lies podcast. Join in on the fun as I talk to plastic surgery experts, friends, and real life patients about all things plastic surgery. Should be fun. Hey guys, <laughs> Annalisa's back. Hello. <laughs> and today we're recording a double episode. So I'm recording for the podcast, but I'm also recording an IGTV. Yes, which is really cool. Be nice, it's, nice. It's, really cool. <laughs> it's because everyone wants to use different platforms, you know, someone IG, someone. YouTube. Some want stories. Yeah. Some want feed. And what I want is just to make it accessible, right? So I want you to listen to it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But what triggered today's episode was I've been seeing some really bad tummy tucks. Yes. (laughs) And I want to teach and, you know, educate you guys. Of course, we're not doctors, we're not medical professionals. We know a lot about this industry, but we are not giving you any type of diagnosis and we're not giving you any type of treatment. We're basically just saying, hey, these are the questions that you have to ask when you go in for your consultation to help you make that consumer informed decision. decision. Yes. Mm -hmm. To help you make a better, you know, Selection? Selection? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, really, it's kind of. It it would be like if you or I and we had no information, we had no internet, and we had a girlfriend, and they're like, okay, I'm going to come with you to the consultation. And this is what we're going to ask. And these are the questions that we're going to ask. You guys, I have something to tell you. Not all tummy tucks are the same. They're not. No. Absolutely not. They might they might say they're the same. Doctors might tell you it's the same, but a tummy tuck done by a general surgeon yes. is not going <laughs> to be the same as a tummy tuck done by a plastic surgeon. Correct. Would you agree? I agree. I agree. So we in the field, we can see when it's, a good tummy tuck. And I'll even be like, dang, that's a really good tummy tuck. And, and I, I can... think like belly buttons, right? Yeah, belly buttons for sure. I think my <laughs> <laughs> This is how it's real life. <laughs> yeah, real life. So there's some telltale signs that we know from being in the industry of good, yeah. it's good, bad, it's not. excellent. Like yeah. you want to have an excellent Sure. The result, right? Absolutely. So you need to know how to tell what an excellent result is because most of the time, you guys, y'all don't even know they had a tummy tuck. Yeah. I mean, you see some girls on the beach and you're like, oh my gosh. She looks great. Is that natural? And then I look and I'm like, "Uh, no, that's not natural. (laughs) (laughs) That is a tummy tuck. But it was done by a great surgeon that can sculpt and 
knows what the anatomy of woman's body should look like. Exactly. So that brings me to this question that I get all the time. What is the difference between liposuction and tummy tuck? So you, us, we're like, Uh it's it's an easy question, right? But a lot of patients don't know. And they think it's kind of like Botox and filler. Like, oh, she had Botox. That's just kind of the generic thing. Right. Oh, you know, she had her face done. She got some Botox, but they don't know it's really been filler or (laughs) anything else. They just say Botox. It's two different things. Botox freezes, fillers, (laughs) does what it does. It fills. So it's kind of the same, you know, out there, lipo, tummy tuck. They think, oh, she had lipo, but in reality, it was a tummy tuck. So in your words, tell our listeners what's the difference between liposuction and a tummy tuck. So tummy tuck. Think about it as like an internal corset, okay? So you're addressing muscle tightening, skin tightening, liposuction. You basically take out fat. Yeah, exactly. So you can do liposuction without a tummy tuck. But usually you do. The great doctors. Both together. But you have to consider, too, with circulation, some doctors that are great, they're not going to do a tummy tuck with liposuction to the abdomen because and of you circulation. Shouldn't. And you shouldn't. Yeah, you can always come back later. But honestly, if you do the tummy tuck, they take care of it. Yeah, most like, of the time, unless you have... On the abdomen. Unless you have above your belly button... You know, a very thick, Correct. full, or it may be if that skin above your belly button is yeah. hanging over, you might have some looseness or might have a little fat that needs to be touched up. But most of the time, they get it with the tummy tuck. You don't yeah. need to go back. You don't have to. So if you are considering surgery for your tummy yeah. and you're like, I don't know what I need. These are, you know, when I'm asking a patient a question over the phone trying to figure out like okay which direction are we probably going to go in yeah or getting pictures or getting pictures I, if I need to direct them how to take pictures right. I need to know which direction we're going to go right so most of the time if you've had kids right and you've had your abdomen stretched you have Obviously, if you have if you've had a kid <laughs> you have stretch marks if you have your muscles separated correct if you have skin that hangs, most likely your doctor will recommend a tummy tuck. Correct. So because there's no amount of exercise that you can do to correct that. I mean, you can do X amount of crunches. You can do you can drink as much collagen as you want. But it is (laughs) not gonna happen. Sorry, sweetie. Like it is what it is. It needs to be cut out. And that's just what it boils down to that's what we have the great surgeons for (laughs) (laughs) so when you're deciding or when you're thinking or you're looking at before and after pictures this is something that i want you guys to know when you are looking at a doctor's website and you're looking at before and after pictures and you're trying to compare and find somebody that looks like you yeah that picture that you're looking at It might not be like, I don't know how to explain it. It's not. Well, you have to make sure too that it's the same 
height, the volume, because you can't compare yourself if you're, okay, hypothetically speaking, you're 5'2 and 130. Mm-hmm. You can't compare yourself to a 5'8 and a 150. No. You know, and if you're, it, if you're looking at realistic. a tummy tuck and you come in and you are showing me your wish pick and it's somebody who one works out. Yeah. And it's has not had any children and has had a tummy and, and has you had have liposuction had only. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is what we're talking about when we're like yeah. you we got to compare, you know, apples to apples. Right. And let's manage your expectations so that later on you're not disappointed. And that brings me to the next point which is how can you tell that the person that you're going to Yeah. If you've done your homework, they should know. Right. But how do you know that they're giving you the proper recommendation? Because I'm going to post some pictures on my feed for you guys of badly done tummy tucks or tummy tucks, liposuctions that really should have been tummy tucks. Yeah, but they weren't. (laughs) But they weren't. And I want you guys to know that sometimes it's better to just go with the tummy tuck. And I think it's hard because some patients... They're very apprehensive as far as the scars go, but it's a trade-off. Mm-hmm. And like, you, I promise you guys, that trade-off is you're so not even going to think about your scar. Yeah. And you can actually go into your consultation and ask the surgeon, "Hey, do a mark on my, you know, lower area and show say, me where my incision could be yeah, or would be. How low? How long?" And then go home and see, you know. If your favorite bathing suit covers it. Bathing suits, your. Or some lingerie. Under, yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Underwear, whatever you want. Swimsuits, anything basically. But it's basically to see that you're comfortable before going into the surgery if that's going to be a good trade-off for yeah. you. Because That's I think, the biggest thing. I think from feedback that I've been getting through Instagram, the main worry of women against the tummy tuck is the scar. Yeah. And this is what I have to say to you guys. Are you showing your lower abdomen right now? Typically, Are you showing your lower no, tummy I, no, yeah, right you're now? You're not doing it on a daily basis. Yes. So. <laughs> Obviously, in intercourse or your... Your, your partner doesn't even notice. They don't, they don't notice. even notice. Yeah. They don't even care. They're busy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, but I think as women, it's still, you know, we have that anxiety that we want to make sure that we feel confident. But on the flip side, you have more scar creams, yeah. silicones. Micro needling, all, all those things, tattooing. Yeah, you have things that you can cover up with, but at the same time, you can have more lifestyle changes. Your clothing, like, opens. Oh up. my gosh, you can dress oh with gosh. whatever you yes. want, and your you feel wardrobe good. opens up, and it's like, oh my gosh, I didn't know I could wear this, that, the other, you know, and. No one knows. Nobody knows. Yeah, Nobody can unless see your you unless you show, yeah. unless you're showing them. Exactly. So let's tell them now, what's the difference between 
a tummy tuck, and a paniculectomy. How do you know which one you're a good candidate for? So when you go to see your surgeon, you will ask this question. A lot of patients actually don't know what a paniculectomy is. That's why we're going to teach them today. crazy. (laughs) But it's basically just skin tightening. It's skin removal. It's more like a skin excision. Yeah, so so you're tightening the skin. Right. right. You're okay. tightening the skin versus a tummy tuck where you're like an internal corset and you're tightening internally and you're tightening the skin. Right. So imagine if you're looking at your tummy and let's say you have an overhang. Mm-hmm. Imagine a paniculectomy. It just chops off. Sorry, I'm. That's so crude. That, I just know. chops it, off. It's but okay. You guys We're being real. It Sorry. Just, it, you just <laughs> We're take being off yeah. that part, like yeah. that front part, that overhang, and then they close it, and that's it. And, and that's but, it. But there's no there's muscle no tightening, muscle repair. All. There's no shaping. Nope. That shaping is not a concern when you're doing a paniculectomy. Literally, it's just skin tightening. And that's it. So those pictures that you see online where women look very square. That's that's probably a paniculectomy and they're not getting tummy tucks because when they do a tummy tuck and they do that internal corset, it brings your waist in. It snatches your waist. Yeah. A lot of patients are like, can you just snatch me as much as possible? I was like, yep. Yep. Let's come right up. (laughs) let's snatch it and do whatever you want to do. So you get that tiny waist, you get that hourglass figure and that's what we want. So this is what I want you guys to know when you're looking at pictures online, those pictures are not all the same. Correct. And you have to learn how to distinguish what you're looking at. And that's what I want you guys. That's what I want to teach you guys how to know that what you're looking at is good because it might look good to you right now that you're like very excited and you're just exploring yeah. and you're starting to look at pictures. But then when you start looking at the quality of the work, for example, the scar, plastic surgeons are known for their excellent, magnificent, thin yeah. scars. Okay, I'm going to back up on that because (laughs) (laughs) like if it's an emergency and you have to go into an ER, those surgeons are just making sure that you're good, Good. Mm -hmm. you know, they're not worried about what it looks like or whatever. But if you're doing something elective, then go to a plastic surgeon or cosmetic surgeon that has that expertise. Correct. That has that hand. Correct. That can go as low, as thin, and as beautifully as possible. (laughs) I don't know how much to say it. Like you don't, if, for example, if you ladies are looking at pictures in other countries, look at those scars. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Because a lot of, I mean, I've seen bad stuff here. Right. The bad results here from doctors who shouldn't be operating but i've seen it from other countries more 
Right. So that's I want you guys to learn. And that's another topic. Like, FDA. oh, that's a whole other topic. FDA. I'm working and on that's it for you why, guys. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> FDA, they're in our back pocket and they're basically like your insurance mm-hmm. for surgery. Correct. Y'all already know if you follow me on Instagram and you watch my <laughs> stories, y'all know that earlier this week I was like, you do not go out of the country and you stay here and I no you more. Did. I love that. Episode. <laughs> that was so good. But then I started getting like so many messages from yeah, girls and they're like, hey, I'm in Colombia. I'm in Mexico. I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about that. Like, I can't afford it here. And I understand. And that's why. And I I told y'all, like, yeah. I want to serve all of you and I want to be able to help all of you. So yeah. I've taken the responsibility on of trying to compile, you know, safe options out of the country as far as I know. Right. If you're going to do it, I'm you not telling to, you to do it. I don't want you to go. But if you're going to go, <laughs> you have to understand what you're setting yourself up for. Correct. Yeah. And always. That's great. Always. Always, always, always look at it from every single angle. Yeah. You know, you don't want to just look at something from one angle where you're like not seeing anything else. <laughs> right. Like, I'm going to get good surgery no matter what. <laughs> yeah. You're like and recovery and downtime and hotel and helping take you care of you and flights and, and traveling and by if yourself. Something happens. What do I do? There's just so many. Because if you think about it, guys. Things. Yeah. Okay. Flight, mm-hmm. surgery, recovery, yeah. somebody to come stay with you. They got to miss work, too. Yeah. And then you're missing work. You're missing more work because you have to stay yeah. out of the country. So then you're missing work. You're missing time away from your family, yeah. like during your recovery. And then God forbid, if anything were to happen, you are in another country. Oh, what? Who was it that was on the podcast? Diana. Diana. Yes. She made a great point. She did. You don't know what unexpected circumstances is going to happen. Like with the hurricane, right? She mm-hmm. made that point. She was like, okay, this patient went, over, you know, to Mexico and he had surgery. Unfortunately, there was a hurricane. Had to stay on the plane for 10 13 plus, hours, 13, 10 plus 13 hours, whatever it was. And then she had to have a whole revision of her whole mommy makeover. It was like unbelievable. Double, the patient, imagine the, the double patient expense. didn't know she did what she was supposed to do. So it's not like it, it was she was in, in the and wrong. It was, and it's the doc, the doctor didn't do anything the, wrong. Ex- Actually, in that scenario, exactly. the doctor didn't do anything. And wrong. it's just, unforeseen circumstances that you really have no control over. So you have to remember that if you do decide to go on that journey, Mm -hmm. that you're going to have those (laughs) (laughs) possibilities with recovery. Just look at with anything in life. We should be looking at it from multiple angles and, you know, try to see the different sides of it before making any decisions. And I know doctors here in the States who don't charge, you know, much more than what you would have spent over there, or they charge the same once you add up everything else that you're spending and And they offer financing. 
then you have accessibility to them if something goes wrong. Correct. And that, I think, is the most important thing. Absolutely. If something happens, if something goes wrong, which y'all know I'm never going to talk to you about anything and say, oh, it's risk free or there's no risk. Nothing is. I mean, anything in life. I mean, whatever you do. Yeah. So there's always a risk. And I'm a scaredy cat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a scaredy cat and I cry a lot. And I think I would cry (laughs) myself to sleep. Every night if I was in another country recovering by myself. Yeah, that would be scary. Yeah. I haven't done it before. I don't encourage it. Just because we have so many great, great doctors, doctors here that it's like, why do. are you going? But there They're is some backyard. doctors in Colombia that I'm like, wow, <laughs> that looks amazing. It does look amazing. But I'm like, can I show you this picture and this doctor in Colombia? Can you match <laughs> this for me? And they're like, yes. Coming right up. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that for you. And they're down the street. So that's true. They, yeah. We do have some doctors here in Houston that have gone to Colombia to train with oh, those ab- surgeons. Yeah, for sure. So the techniques are here, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> they're you, here. I think you just have to do your homework as we always preach. Also, too, ask friends if they've had surgery done. It's good referral. Mm-hmm. We always preach, you know, hair, makeup, nails, you know. Go by referral. Referrals are great. Go to three doctors at mm-hmm. least to figure out if that's the surgeon that fits and for you. Because this match. is elective. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because you have to mesh with the staff, the dog. You know, personality, style, absolutely, your budget, like it's all finding your doctor. Yeah, finding your doctor Mm -hmm. is more than just liking their before and after pictures because you can like a doctor's before and after pictures and meet them in person and be like, "This is not the guy for me. (laughs) (laughs) This guy did not understand me. He did not. He didn't listen. He didn't listen, (laughs) and you know, whatever. But you could see somebody that has good before and after pictures, and then you go to their consultation and it's like match made in heaven yeah and that's what you want to look for you want to look for uh oh my god this is it this is who i want to do my surgery they understand me i feel comfortable as long as you feel confident and you're comfortable go with your gut it's good yeah you i mean it's we don't we underestimate the power of our intuition and our we do and as women and as just yeah you know as women As women, as humans in general, we forget to go with that sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's kind of like you either do it or you don't, you know, I can tell you guys that I've I've had consultations with patients who had implants for 10 years and they're finally coming in to get them switched out. And they're Mm -hmm. like, you know, I. I felt from the very beginning I was going, he was going to go too big. And it, yeah, it happens. It happens. And they know from the beginning, hey, this is, this might be too big for me, but they still do it anyway, even though they had that gut feeling and then they hated it the whole time. And they're Mm -hmm. now they're coming in. So listen to your intuition, follow your gut. If you're not feeling this person across from you, there's on to the next. Trust me, there's, Thousands of doctors yeah. of plastic surgeons and, and that's cosmetic what's great surgeons about our, you know, 
<laughs> that's what that's the system what, is that you can always reach out and say, Hey, this is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. DM. And we will give you certain recommendations. Yes, exactly. And you as the consumer can be smart and you can make that decision. There's no person to say, Hey, you have to go to this person or that person. It's just go with your gut, do your due diligence, do your homework for Uh sure and figure out what you want to do and then just ask us questions. I mean, that's the whole point. That's the whole point of this. Yes. We want you to be educated and knowledgeable and we've been in the industry for, <laughs> for so, so long. long. Yes. Like, throw it at me. It's like, it. just ask a question. It's like, uh, we can give you our advice and then you run with it. You go to the consultation. If you need help with anything, we're going to be there to kind of help coach and guide you. But in the end, that's our main goal. Is our main we, goal. We're advocates, advocates because we've seen so many patients that had no clue, right? No clue about it's anything. crazy, and that's what I want. That's it's what crazy. I want to help. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we just want to help and just be that person to say, "Hey, we're your girlfriend," and call us if you need anything. That's it, you guys. We're gonna answer. (laughs) You know, oh, we'll be real with you. uh, We'll we'll tell you. Don't worry. (laughs) You know, if you've DM'd me, you know I'll tell you. "Eh." Yeah, Uh, (laughs) you might need to lose a little weight, or yeah, maybe you need to wait a little bit longer after kids because, ladies, you do have to wait at least a year. Yeah, after you give birth, you have to go down to the weight if you're still breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a big thing. And you have thing to give too. your body time to your stomach, your ab muscles time to try to get back to normal yeah. as most as they're going to before you go in trying to cut. Yeah. So reputable surgeons will not do a tummy tuck on you within a year after birth. Yeah. It's it's really one of those things where you just have to feel confident, comfortable. And now I'm very proud to say that we're (laughs) helping patients, many patients, actually, many patients now (laughs) that they don't know where to go to. There's so much information on the Internet and you get lost. You do. I know when I was looking, even you guys, before I had my surgery and I I had already been working for like 10 years in this industry, if not more. (laughs) I was online looking at before and after pictures and going through the process of what my patients would go through. And I'm looking at pictures and, oh, my God, I hope I look like that. I hope (laughs) I look like that. I want my butt to look like that. And it's so overwhelming. There's so much information, even for somebody who's in the field. You have that. You can get lost in those pictures and wishing and hoping and you know, imagining in your mind of what you could look like. I did it. I was staying up till two in the morning looking <laughs> at pictures. Thank God my I didn't have to wait that long between <laughs> when I booked and when I had it because I couldn't sleep. It was only like a couple months. No, it was three weeks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't still, wait. I have anxiety. It was still like a process. Just like oh, yeah, anyone else. You have to have that 
you know, team member to help you, to coach you. And that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. So So. next question. Okay. Mini tummy tuck versus regular pool tummy tuck and extended tummy tuck. And how do you know when you're a good candidate for what? Okay. And that's what the consultation is for because really every patient is different because you have a small patient, you have a medium patient, you have a large patient that might need to do dieting Mm -hmm. before because their BMI is Mm -hmm. too much. And on that note, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. If you are being turned away because your BMI is too high, Mm -hmm. they're doing it for your safety. Correct. It is not an opportunity or a sign for you to go find a doctor who will do your surgery, even with a high BMI. It means the doctor who is turning you away has your best interest and safety in mind and they want the best for you. So they're telling you. It's not safe for us to do a tummy tuck with your BMI at 45. Yeah. I <laughs> we mean, can't do that. Especially if it's not in a hospital or a surgical facility that is accredited by the state. Because even though it's a private facility, they're still accredited like a hospital, but they're not in a hospital. So even though they're mm-hmm. five minutes away, <laughs> they have protocols, obviously, to if God forbid something were to happen, they have those. But you have to understand as a patient, the surgeon is giving you information to say, hey, it's not the time right now. You have to do your due diligence because it's a 50-50 thing. You have to do your part. The surgeon does his part. And then you guys work together to make sure that your results are, are, are going to be the are, best. Are, your results are what you expect. Like yeah. if you go with a 45 BMI yeah. to a surgeon and you're like, hey, I'm just having trouble getting around. I need just need to cut this, you know, skin yeah. off. I'll take care of my, you know, I'll, it's inhibiting my movement. Surgeons will do a paniculectomy. They'll do, okay, let's just get this, just the skin, just the skin off. off. Let's get you mobile. But that's not going to leave you looking like those Instagram pictures that you're looking at with right. the tiny little waist in these. And that's very important too. I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes patients will put a picture of an Instagram person and say, hey, I want to look like this. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, um, no, that's it's not realistic. It's not achievable. You have to do this step, that step or another before we can even consider it. Mm-hmm. And some patients get upset. They, they do. don't like waiting. And I mean, would, would you, I wouldn't want no, to wait. Either. I wouldn't want it would to either. Me. I want it now. Yeah, We're, I want instant. It now. We're in this, you know, world where immediate gratification. gratification. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But But it's safe. You have to understand, even though it is an elective procedure, it is still surgery. So you have to do your due diligence with your clearance, your health, your your medicine, if everything. Because if you are with the BMI of 45, I'm pretty sure there's something going on with maybe diabetes, high cholesterol, something's going on. And all of those things need to be 
under control before you go under anesthesia. So So don't get mad at your surgeon. It's not your surgeon's fault. They say that. (laughs) Don't get mad. Be glad. Be appreciative and be thankful that you've chosen a surgeon that is honest and open and is good. (laughs) Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like they're giving you advice to, you know what? We have a process. Let's do this first, then come back, you know, once it's at a level base and we can do this. You we know? can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just come, let's just get you to a healthier weight first. Correct. Yeah. And on that point, you guys, if your surgeon is turning you away for whatever reason it is, don't get mad. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, get, don't get mad at them. Yeah. They're, you know, they're it, trying to do the best thing for you. Yeah. And it's a team effort, too. I mean, I harp on this all the time because it's almost like we're. You are upset at them because they don't want to do your surgery, but at the same time, they have the best interest for you. So take that with the grain of salt. You don't want a surgeon that says, oh, sure, I'll take your money. Sure, I'll do this. Sure, I'll give all the risk to you. I mean, who wants that? You know, it's elective. So you have to consider that as well. Be thankful for those great surgeons that are very educated and they've been in the industry for a long time and they are very ethical and they want the best for every patient. And that's why they're the great. They're the great ones. Then that's how you can tell great surgeons from good surgeons from bad surgeons poor surgeons <laughs> poor <yes>. surgeons <laughs> so to the mini regular extended sure so the mini tummy tuck for you guys who are thinking about it mm-hmm. a mini tummy tuck is when you are already kind of thin if you're thin framed if sure. you you're not there's not a lot of skin and most of the time no muscle repair mm-hmm. because mini tummy tucks are not They're only going from your pubic hair to your belly button there, but they're not going up above your belly button. Right. No incision from the pubic to the belly button for the mini. Typically, it's just just across across. Correct. Correct. But what I'm saying is they're not getting any muscle repair above the belly button. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be the right candidate. Mm-hmm. for it to look right like you have to have no muscle separation and i agree and just enough skin right in the right below your belly button mm-hmm. very small thin it's like those patients that work out mm-hmm. and they're super fit maybe they have or have not had one kid you know because mm-hmm. sometimes it retracts back if they had a kid mm-hmm. early in their you know early 20s. years yeah, yeah. exactly that would be fine, you know. But if you okay. had, <laughs> if you've had, if you've had multiple, multiple kids, kids, it is what it is. You need I a mean, full tummy tuck. And honestly, you guys, you don't, don't save that much about it, you know. And you get more lifestyle changes. Mm-hmm. You get, you know, more access to clothing that you wouldn't be able to wear. 
mm-hmm. you know, if you didn't have that, because there's no amount of exercise that you can do. Let's be honest. None. That's going to fix it. None. There's none. Literally, you can do as many crunches as you want. It's not going to happen. That's absolutely. W- that's why we have uh, surgery. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's why exactly. we have surgery. So many tummy tuck, thin, no muscle repair, yeah. you know, very little skin, regular tummy tuck. Okay. You have skin and muscle repair. You want mm-hmm. the internal corset. Right. Extended tummy tuck. So the extended tummy tuck is when it goes out into your hips. Right. So that. So when, think flanks. So when we say flanks, it's like the love handle areas. Yeah. So when so, you put on your jeans, it's like that little fat pad here on the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your little That's love what handles. you don't want, you know, and you want to clean up and it liposuction won't do the trick. Because if you do the liposuction, you're going to be left with loose Loose skin. skin. So Mm -hmm. when you are deciding, okay, which one you should go with, or this is really not even for you to decide. Your surgeon's going to tell you. Oh, they're going to tell you right off the bat. But I mean, for when you're looking at pictures, because I know Mm -hmm. y'all are looking at pictures. (laughs) I know. Hello. Yeah. (laughs) Internet. Hello. So when you're looking at pictures, look at pictures. I want y'all to look at pictures of procedures that are going to be like what you would be getting. Right. So if you And again, let's reiterate, look at people that are your height, your weight, your frame, your frame and your before. Like if you're looking, you can't compare a 25 year old who had 360 liposuction Correct. to a 45 year old with a tummy tuck. Correct. That's you like that's not comparable when you're looking for a wish pick. Yeah. So wish pick, you need to be looking at the procedures that are going to be appropriate for you right. because then I you're going to take it to your surgeon and be like, hey, hey this, this is, is what, what I want. I want. <laughs> and they're going to be like, oh, no, you're not a yeah. good candidate. It was for like that. when I see like facial patients, they'll come in and actually they're coming in younger and younger, which is surprising to me. But they're like, I want to look like this person. And I was like, okay, well, show me one without a filter. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, scroll, scroll, scroll. There's 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 none. none. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so that's why there's a filter. (laughs) Correct. Right. So it's the same thing with the tummy area. You just have to make sure that it's apples to apples when you're expecting certain things. So this next question or topic, Uh it's a little controversial. (laughs) Drainless versus with drain. So right here, we have two opposing views, you guys. We do. I am 100% team drain. I'm going to take a drain. I want a drain. (laughs) I want two drains. I want, you know, that fluid to come out. If it's going to be there for a week, Mm -hmm. if it's going to be there for two weeks, I don't care. I would rather... This is me personally because I had two drains. Okay. I would rather have two drains because I f- would feel better okay. knowing that that fluid is coming out and okay. no collection of fluid will be under there. Okay. <laughs> we differ in opinion because even if I had the option to go drainless, I wouldn't. I would still want I, you put, that, st- put my drain in. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And see me on the other hand, I'm like, 
no drains. It's one less thing that I have to think about. Less chance of staph infection. I already have to wear a garment. I already am like draining, you know, whatever. Don't scare these ladies telling them less chance of staph infection. Well, it is. Annalise, you guys. Annalise, I'm we're in sales. Seriously. Okay. <laughs> Annalise, I can see the sales. No, I'm telling you. No, if I'm doing that, I'm like, why would I want one more problem when a surgeon can take a little bit more time in surgery, tie down suspension sutures, and I might have a little bit of drainage for a couple of days versus... But drainage coming from where? From the ports. From where the incisions were. From where the drain incisions were. Yes. So then it's getting everywhere. No, you put a gauze pad over it. It's kind of like a maxi pad. Okay. You guys, let's be honest. (laughs) All every girl knows what a maxi pad is. Okay. So you put the maxi pad on top. Okay. Where the drainage, once it fills up, you change it out. That's it. And I don't have to worry about drainage or someone emptying it out and then on top of it having a garment going over it let me tell you why for me <laughs> you guys i was i was in the back so i was seeing patients every day yeah for uh, for years i was seeing tummy tuck recovery patients post op day 1 day 2 day yeah. week 1 week 2 like for a long time so you know, in those first initial two weeks, they're not moving around that much. No, but they have to move around. No, 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 they do. But what I'm saying is when they start moving around and they have drains, those drains collect more. So what happens if it's drainless and the ports have closed and they're moving around more and now they're getting... But they're open right now. So you have like a maxi pad. Yeah, but I'm talking about once they start moving around. Because what That's I fine. would see, I want them to move around. I know, but what I'm saying is, I would see them in clinic. Yeah, once they started moving around, okay. the ones that had drains, I didn't see any drainless because I'm team drains. <laughs> I'm train a team undrain. <laughs> You're team drainless, but I'm drainless. what I'm saying is, after two weeks, when I would be seeing them in clinic, yeah, the ones that would still have drains are a week. Once they start moving around more, there's more fluid coming into their drains. But that's when they can get the lymphatic massages. Yeah, but where is the fluid going? Lymphatic massage. It goes through your lymphatic system. Oh, yeah. I thought you were thinking, (laughs) you were saying for them to like drain the fluid through these ports. And I'm like, those ports closed a week ago. Literally, like it goes through your lymphatic system. I'm still team drain. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> I'm a scaredy cat, you guys. So okay. I'd rather have well, the time. I'd rather, I'd rather have the drain. less chance of infection. And it's one less thing that no, I have to not. worry about. <laughs> it is. Don't, don't argue with me. <laughs> it's one less thing you have to worry about with the garments and everything else. Because think, you have the drains. You're pulling up and down garments. I know. Right? Yeah. Okay. You it's, So it's, it's not, one less thing you have to worry about as a patient on recovery. Okay. You're sore. You're How about this, you guys? Through. This scenario. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Okay. You're saying 
one less thing to worry about, right? Yes, because there's so much more. But from because I've had a tummy tuck and I had to have drains. So when you put your garment on, okay. you put your drains through the crotch and you hip you hang them on your hip. Okay. Okay. So you carry them How around. How fun with is you. that? No, it's not. But <laughs> if you're draining, you're yeah. having to take your whole garment off. No. To change your pads. No. How are you? How are they going to change them? Yeah. Think about like a Spanx. You just like pull it open. And then Annalisa, you their garment is not that loose. Yes, it is. I had lipo. Girl, your I lipo, did it myself. Your garment shouldn't be loose enough. It's to not loose, but you have to have someone help you like open it up and change out the one thing less to worry about. Change out the not. pads. <laughs> call me. Don't call her. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want drains, you're more than welcome to. All I'm saying is I like drains. They're only there for a week, max two. And if they're in there for longer than two weeks, thank God you got them. Because if not, you would be having a fluid collection. Yes or no? No. <gasps> no. <laughs> I'm telling you, you literally, it's like a maxi pad. I mean, girls, you know, once it fills up, you change out the pad. I know, but I'm talking about after those holes close. Those holes don't stay lymphatic open for long. massages. They're gonna- and then it gets pushed out through your lymphatic system. <laughs> and then you get thermy smooth. It's radio frequency and it smooths everything out. Team brains over <laughs> here. I'm going to stick to my goods. And okay. I want a drain. But here you go, Annalisa. Drainless. So I'm drainless. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now let's show them and teach. Well, I can't show okay, you guys. Okay. I'm going to put it on the feed, but let's teach you guys what we, when okay. we're looking at before and after pictures, what are some telltale signs of a good, mm. a bad, an excellent tummy tuck? Belly button. First. Number one. Belly button. Oh my if gosh. that belly button looks like, like an alien. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Like your incision around your belly button should yeah. be on the inside uh-huh. of your belly button. Not visible. Nope. If your incision is on the outside of your belly button, you're going to see it. It's going to scar. You're going to yeah. be able to see it. And so. especially too, depending on your ethnicity yes. and skin type. Mm-hmm. So like lighter skin patients heal better than a darker skin patient. It is what it is. With like, their scars. Correct. Their scars. Mm-hmm. Okay. So belly buttons. Okay. For me, something that I always look at is how they blend the dog ears into the oh, yeah. hips. If, oh, that's a good question to ask too, pre-surgery. Like if I have dog ears... <laughs> Are they are, are you gonna fix it? Yeah. <laughs> What's the policy on dog ear revision? Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes that happens, mm-hmm. you know? And I would say for the larger patients, that would be more, you know, an appropriate question. But if anything, anyone can ask that question. Mm-hmm. You know? Just ask. Like, What's the policy on dog ears? There you go. <laughs> Your surgeon will know. Yeah. <laughs> he'll he'll, he'll know. know. <laughs> he'll or she. He will or know. she. That's right. <laughs> so, okay. How they blend in on the flanks into the hips, it, to me, is a telltale sign of somebody who knows 
uh, what, what they're, they're doing, doing and somebody yeah. who doesn't. Yeah. Another thing is if that tummy looks straight up flat like a board, <laughs> that's a bad tummy. That's not a good tummy yeah, tuck. It doesn't look natural. Real. It looks yeah. abnormal, alien, kind of like just super flat with a little hole. You want a little bit of contouring. So you sure. want some definition. Like there's in with that internal corset mm-hmm. and the way yeah. these top doctors do their surgeries, like it almost looks like you got a six pack, girl. Yeah. <laughs> if you get a really, if you, you go to the top dog. But just, just understand that when surgeons are doing a tummy tuck with circulation, they can't sometimes contour because of circulation. Correct. So that's space between your belly button and your breast, like between, uh-huh. between your ribs from your belly button to your breast, your bra line. Right. Is a no, no zone. You don't want them liposuctioning there Mm -hmm. while they're doing your tummy tuck just because it cuts your like liposuction is disrupting circulation. Correct. And you don't want to cut it and then disrupt the circulation to this flap of skin that needs to heal. And And a good surgeon will tell you that right off the bat. Absolutely. They won't cut corners on that. (laughs) I know there's doctors out there who are very, you know, they've made a brand out of doing them together. And you can always go back and do it. I mean, it's not something that you're like, oh my gosh. Once you do a tummy tuck, you can't can't do do it uh, again. I mean, you can't do it. Let's heal. Let's let the swelling go down. And then let's see where we are. And then contour out what you naturally have. Correct. Yeah. Another thing, you guys. Good. I'm glad we agree on that. (laughs) (laughs) So another thing is once that fat's out, you can't come back and say, oh, hey, never mind. I think I want a BBL. Oh, no. No. Once that fat is gone. And it's, in the trash, we call it liquid gone. gold. <laughs> mm-hmm. So once it's gone, it's gone. So decide if you want to do it at that time, do it. Correct. But if not, and you have no more fat and you want to come back in a year and do a BBL. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Or You're gonna have it'll to be do small. Skull. It'll be a small. No, BBL. but where are you going to get it from? Well, what if they didn't do liposuction in their inner thighs and. I don't know. This much? <laughs> D- yeah, okay, it'll yeah. be small. It'll, it'll be, be very small. small. It's not enough to be a BBL. Because also, too, ask your surgeon how much holds. That's another question. Because if you graft fat into your buttock, it doesn't hold 100%. No, only that. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> that is why. I have my bruise juice back here for y'all. <laughs> I have not launched it, but it's a organic Arnica balm that you can use right after surgery yeah. for your liposuction and your... Did you say tum- but? But. But. Yeah, it's for your uh, booty. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's for your no booty. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. It's for your booty. It's for your tummy. It's for your flanks. It's for your... Thighs. And, and honestly, he- guys, it's so good. I'm so <laughs> excited. Let me show y'all. Okay. <laughs> so when I held it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I can't wait to launch you guys. It's I really can't. Honestly, I'm- 
like I held it and I was like, Mavi, this is so good. Oh my gosh. It's and like super thick. It's thick and it's it's like luscious. I don't know what to call it. And I'm sorry for being it's like a bomb. It's, it is it's a bomb. It's more it's not an oil and it's not mm-hmm. a lotion. It's, it's a, literally and like it's straight organic straight up. arnica. Yeah. Like I have four ingredients in this product for you and guys. And I bruise a lot. So I'm going <laughs> to use it regardless. I don't care if I, I have surgery or not. But I, I've heard <laughs> uh, from some of my previous patients that yeah. are dancers. They're like, oh my God, my legs and my knees exactly. and my shins are bruised all the time. Exactly. And they can use it. But I, I love it. made it specifically for my Sorry. lipo, my BBL. Yeah, those patients because I want them to use it. It helps reduce the swelling. It helps bring the like bruising so down faster. I'm even using it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I love it. I can't wait it's for y'all to so see good. it. It smells good. It's it's like it's not too thick. It's not too thin. It doesn't have a smell. No, it's so I did it. No, no fragrance, yeah. no colorant. It's completely clean, vegan, cruelty-free, organic, USDA organic, <laughs> like sustainably sourced I was like, I even like use it on my cuticles, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's good. And you don't need that much of it. No. You really literally... don't. I have some pictures. Once I launch it, I'm going to show you guys of people who have used it after their yeah. BBLs and their lipo. And they... The things that they're telling me, I'm like, wow. It's literally like my new lotion. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you like it. It's It's good. Super clean. Exactly what you need and nothing that you don't. And those other Arnica products that women are using after tummy tuck, after lipo, after Mm -hmm. all of the BBL. Yeah. They're not made for this. No, like they're not. I made this for specifically specifically for these women after bbl and liposuction so like it's free of color it has no so you can use it with your perfume yeah you can use it it under anything yeah it doesn't matter because you it holds whatever you put on it but that's important on skin that's fresh after surgery because your skin is more sensitive after anesthesia yeah, and after surgery. Sure. So you don't want to put still anything trying to recover. Yeah. You don't want to use anything harsh. And those Arnica gels that are out there, those are meant for arthritis. Those yeah. are meant for pain and joints and stuff. And you don't want to put something that wasn't right. designed for Surgery. Post, yeah, post yeah, op care. Post surgery. Yeah. So I can't wait for it to be ah! out for you guys to be able to buy it and get it and use it on your on your luscious booties. <laughs> and everywhere else. <laughs> and everywhere else. But the point was Arnica brings circulation to the area. Yeah. So when you inject fat, remember I was explaining this yeah, to you the other day? You did. So when you're injecting fat, why doesn't it take? Yeah. It, it it just doesn't take because it just doesn't hold. Like we so, say 80% hold. So the surgeon typically will inject. Over inject. Yes. So you'll feel one bruised. Correct. So you'll feel like you're swollen. Right, swollen. You'll feel it's like too big. 
And then over the course of a couple of weeks, it'll go down. But this will help it. This will help it because what Arnica does is it brings more blood flow to where it's being used. Yeah. So the reason why these fat cells are some of the reasons why they don't take is because they don't get blood flow. The swelling is so tight. These fat cells aren't getting what they need and they. So if you want a bigger butt, if you want all of your, (laughs) if you are one of those girls that's like, I only have, you know, this amount of fat and they're going to inject it and you need every single drop to take. Yeah. I was like, we have those patients that come in and they're like their first post-op and they're like, oh my gosh, I love it. And then they come back for their like month and they're like, it got so much smaller. smaller. Yeah. (laughs) And we're like, well, we equated for, you know, more than what you needed. But I think this is going to be revolutionary. Revolutionary because you can use it in those first few days after your doctor allows it. Always ask your doctor. Sure. Always Absolutely. ask your doctor. You're not putting it on any ins- open incisions. You're no. staying away from any cuts. Correct. Only on closed skin. Correct. But if you can use it in those first yeah. weeks when your fat cells are What's still alive. What's the difference between this and using Arnica cream? The difference is this was made specifically no, for No, I'm that. just saying, like, literally... If a doctor is giving you arnica cream. Oh, if they're telling you, yeah. Yeah. What's the difference? There's nothing. There isn't. I know. That's why I made it. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I made it. (laughs) I was like, there's no, they're telling you, you need to use arnica. They're telling you to drink it, to take the tablets, to do this. What's different from that than actually putting exactly. it on your skin? It's the same concept, like you said. As long as you're not putting it on an open wound, mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah, and I'm so excited, you guys. But, <laughs> okay, lastly. Okay. Belly buttons? Yes. Regular tummy tucks? Extended tummy tucks? Yes. Contour? No liposuction between your belly button and your bra line? No circulation. No no cutting that circulation. Mm -hmm. What's another sign for you that a tummy Um, tuck wasn't very well done? I would probably say... That's a good one. I think we covered it all, honestly. That was good, Mavi. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) I was like, I'm like going through the tears and thinking after I'm rubbing on my hands right now (laughs) one thing though i do Hmm. want y'all to when you're comparing photos make sure that you're looking at their backs too because they're getting liposuction on their back it's the the full like yeah extended but what i mean is some of that shaping that y'all are seeing is actually being done by the liposuction not the tummy tuck Mm-hmm. Because the a lot of that shaping is coming from behind, from oh, the back. Another thing too is when your waist is smaller, some patients are like, I want a big butt, you know? Mm-hmm. And the surgeon is like, well, if your waist is smaller. It makes your butt look bigger. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like you have to, how do I say this? It's like. You're comparing your waist to your butt. It's a ratio. Yeah. Your waist to, to hip, hip ratio, ratio right? needs to be this the, hourglass, right? hourglass, Okay. Yeah. So if your waist is smaller, but you already have a big butt, 
you don't want a bigger butt because it's going to it's going to make it look bigger. even bigger. Yeah, it's yeah. going to look even bigger. So you have to think about that proportion too. But a good surgeon will we'll tell you. Yeah, they'll tell you that. I can tell y'all, I had a very good surgeon tell me not to put fat in my butt. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, absolutely not. And I'm he like, why? He told me. Like, uh, I have no, no butt. <laughs> And he's like, you'll thank me 10 years from now. That's what he told me too. <laughs> yeah. And I actually, during COVID, I gained like 10 pounds. And I was like, oh, I should have listened to him. <laughs> My butt's getting so big. But I stopped drinking soda and I went. No butts intended. <laughs> I went back on a clean diet and now it's back to normal and I love it. So it's perfect. <laughs> so. I think we you covered so butt, many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, she's over here like, I know. I know. <laughs> I got a great butt. <laughs> I had help though. I know, but still, you got a good butt. Thank you. You're welcome. It, you know, the whole podcast is around this. <laughs> but you know what? Big butts and I'm not going to lie to you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go anyways all right guys i hope that was helpful i'm gonna post those pictures oh, on my good. feed so yeah that's y'all a good can idea mm-hmm. um oh one thing i did want to touch on yes if your <laughs> surgeon is telling you that you need a tummy tuck and you're telling him you'd rather go with the lipo mm-hmm. you have to understand that they're probably suggesting the tummy tuck because they know the liposuction is not going to be enough for you yes and in that case you have to be open-minded to have loose skin. If so you choose to only do the liposuction. As long as you are okay with it, that's fine. But you can't hold the surgeon responsible if he or she only does liposuction and you're left with loose skin. Okay? Correct. So you have to decide that. And if Pricing is an issue. I'm sure your coordinator or someone can help you to make it better. Because if you're a first time person to do cosmetic surgery, they want you to have the best results as possible. And experience. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And you have to make sure that you're not going to want to come back in a year and say, hey, well, you might as well cut what? the skin off. You yeah. might as well just do it now. Like, wh- what the heck? But, Why do you- but some ladies do choose yeah. to do that. And they do. That is an option. Because they say, well, surgeon. I only wear a one piece when I go mm-hmm. out for, you know, the kids at the pool, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, OK, but in the end, when you're you know, with it's your significant other, yeah, significant other, are you going to feel confident? And you invested all this money, you invested this downtime. Is that going to make you happy? Like, those are the things that you, you have need to ask to yourself. Ask yourself. No one can answer those questions for you. You have to answer those questions for yourself, for sure. Yeah. And I think in one of our episodes, we talked about you know, when you're, are you really ready for surgery and asking yeah. yourself all of those questions, like, am I ready for this downtime? Am I okay with the changes? Am I, yeah. who's going to help me with my kids? Who's going to help me with during recovery? Right. You know, how am I financially going to be able to do this? All of those questions you need to have a conversation and not with get, yourself, with yourself. 
Yes. Not be pushed. If you feel like your coordinator or your doctor is being salesy, or if you feel like they're being pushy with you or pushing you in a certain direction, I would probably think about. Yeah. And that's why we say go to three doctors, you know, and you'll tell the difference. Yeah. Or DM us. <laughs> or and DM we'll us tell and we you, can help you. We will tell you the the real. <laughs> we'll tell you the real real. Who's, yeah. who's good, who's, who's good, bad. not. <laughs> or what to ask even. Even yeah. if we don't tell you a specific doctor because we're not in your city. Like, city but right? we could, like, if somebody reaches out to us from, yeah. I don't know, Long Beach. And they're like, okay. hey, I'm going to go yeah. look at this we guy. We always know someone that we can contact and say, hey. We have this patient that mm-hmm. has this issue, has this question, and wh- who do you think that would be the best? And then they'll give us three people that you could go to. And so, you guys, we have between the both of us, we have a very large network yeah. <laughs> of doctors that we can reach out to. And those doctors have a very large network of doctors that they trust. Yeah. And Even the doctors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, so the doctors that we call, they're like, well, uh, if I can't it. do that, well, and they're in a different city or even a different country, they'll say, oh, oh send them to go, this guy. Send them to this guy. Yeah. So, so we're very fortunate to have that in our back. <laughs> we were just talking. We were having lunch earlier, and we were like, "You know what? We're very spoiled with we what are we've very had spoiled in our yeah. careers and yeah. the but very blessed at the same been. time and very thankful and, and we worked very hard, grateful. And I think it's coming to fruition where we're able now to help others because think about it when we first you know, got started. In, yeah. yeah. We didn't have someone to ask. No, no, there was nothing out there. <laughs> There's nobody else. So there. it's like now we're helping others and it's coming back to us. And it's just, it's, it's amazing. a great it's feeling. Amazing, it's guys. a great feeling. And now, you know, we've had, Annalisa has had doctors reach out to her from other states yeah. who, you know, they need help training their coordinators right. to be like of an excellent level because right. you want a doctor wants a good coordinator because a good coordinator can help you avoid a lot of headache. They can yeah. keep you on track. They can, you know, keep you away from getting yourself into Thank you, Mavi. <laughs> trouble. <that. laughs> so you need a good I mean, you need a good coordinator. Yeah. And, and I just, want you guys to know that other like we're not making this up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just think of coordinators as your conduit between your doctor and yourself. And they're supposed to be there to be your BFF, your go-to person, your information. If you have any questions, they're the ones that are going to be there to help guide you on this journey because this is elective. Let's be honest, right? Mm-hmm. We say this all the time. It's elective and it should be a, a good process. It should, it should be, be happy. It exciting. should be, yeah, it shouldn't be a burden. It should be something that you want to do for yourself, but you should have someone that is on your team that you can confide in and know that they have the best interest for you. You know, and I think that's why. It's so important for there to be 
independent patient coordinators who yeah. are not tied to an office because we can a patient can come and yeah. we can look at it as a whole and like okay these three recommendations right. would be the best you I know. know for you because of these reasons right. for example if a a larger patient is looking for a procedure i'm not going i'm going to send her to a doctor that i know yeah. does larger patients yeah and if a patient is looking for a specific procedure i'm going to sit refer, refer them to them. or if they only are wanting to do insurance correct if you, you know if because a lot of plastic me, surgeons don't take insurance they don't take insurance but some do and i know who does <laughs> <laughs> so those are the those are the great things that I think we can offer. Yeah, I think right? so too. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm like every day I wake up and I'm so excited and I'm so yeah. happy with what we're doing together, yeah. what the community that we're building, because I've had women reach out to me and they're like, <laughs> girl, I've been looking for information. There's so what much out there. What's the truth? What's, you know, yeah. and a lot of the stuff that's out there is women telling each other, no, like patients telling patients. Yeah. And it's all, it's like, but it's biased because it's like, it's only what they know. Correct. It's only, you what know, they know they don't have that broad spectrum. And since we've been in the industry for so long, we have many correct contacts and very different style surgeons. Like I've worked with different style surgeons. Correct. And yes. I know you've worked with different style yeah. surgeons and it's very important because you get to see more than just, yeah, you know, one doctor that you're looking at there before and after pictures because he did your surgery. Yeah. We're seeing... Uh, every so a plethora of stuff. Yeah, exactly. I know these patients are sending me messages and telling yeah, me that they they've are. been helpful and it makes me so happy. And I hope to continue to be helpful for you guys. Yeah. And y'all have really been like such a huge part of our journey. journey. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, I can't wait for bruise juice to finally be out. Yes. Actually, I'm still like rubbing it on my hands right now. I was so, like, this is so good. Oh my God. You guys, you don't need a lot. It's a small, it's, it's literally it's a small jar, like, but you don't need a lot. No. It's enough. like one little scoop is enough is, for your whole that booty. That was it. And I'm <laughs> your whole booty. Yeah, it is. <laughs> she put a dab on her I hands. I did. And I'm like, I'm still like, under the, it in. Uh, into the covers you're like <laughs> <laughs> anyways Oops. all right you guys well, i hope y'all found this helpful i hope you now information. know great yes. information yes uh, please dm and let us know if you have any questions or if you want us to do a specific topic yeah because there's so many patients that have been great with DMing and saying, Specific hey, topics. Can yeah, you this, this is what story? I want to do. Or one last ahead. question I'm going to answer for somebody who sent in a question, okay. um, which was, do you really need massages after surgery? Depending on the doctor. Mm -hmm. Okay. We always go back to that. You always have to ask your professional physician. Yes. But typically, if you're doing liposuction, the lymphatic massages are amazing. Thermi Smooth is amazing. 
it's radio frequency. It feels like a hot stove massage. So it's kind of a tuber. <laughs> you guys. I loved it. <laughs> let me tell y'all about Thermy Smooth. Yeah, it's so, so good. When I was with an old practice I worked yes. with, <laughs> I helped them do the Thermy Smooth study. Right. And being one of the main ones doing the treatment, uh-huh. I was the one that figured out, hey, like this is taking the lumpiness all the way out of yeah, some of this stuff. Like, like revision lipos. Uh-huh. Revision lipo, it's almost impossible to not have, you yeah. know, a little bit of irregularity. Yeah. And the Thermi Smooth really helped. Just like even it's think about it like evening out the plane. Like you have like these imperfections or these divots. And this hot stone massage that you can do, it's outpatient. You can do it in like 30, 45 45 minutes. minutes. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Feels like a hot stone massage and it just like smooths everything out. It's amazing. So if your provider provides that, (laughs) ask them for it. And if they don't, ask what their recommendation is. For for it, yes. Massages, in my opinion are important. I mm-hmm. I know that when I had my my surgeries, I felt amazing after my massages, even yeah. on my even my breast reduction. It feels good. It felt so good and I could tell the swelling just yeah. go away. So I say you do need the massages. Now here's the controversial part. Uh-oh. How many do you need? Cuz <laughs> there's like some people who do 3, True. there's some people who recommend 5. And there's some surgeons that recommend 30. And some do that because they do packages, right? Mm-hmm. But start small. You can always add. You can always add and just go with your doctor's recommendation. If he Correct. says you should do it, do it. Another thing that I think is a little controversial is, do I really have to wear a garment or should I be in a binder? Yeah. And that, you guys, you have to talk to your surgeon. Whatever they want you in is for their own reasons. Mm-hmm. I know some old school like older doctors still use the binder. But if you ask them, hey, can I change into a garment? Most of the time they won't have an issue with it. And they'll yeah. just say, yeah, go ahead, change into a garment. But they work in hospitals that only have these binders and those types of things. So they, right. and they've been in practice forever and, and they're not changing, you know, they're not trying to change it up. They're about no. to, you know. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that comes to the point of, I think it's very important for whoever you go to, to make sure that they're staying with the times. Yeah. Make sure they're staying they're on top of it. They're up with the times because there's some doctors that are older, like 30 plus years into the game and they don't want to change. And they don't go to the meetings. They don't, they don't follow up go with to what's ASAPs, new. They, they don't, don't anything. And then there's other doctors that are 30 plus in that they are all ahead of the it. game. They're, t- they're they, the ones they're giving the actu- Yeah, they're actually on the podium. They're <laughs> the ones like teaching the younger doctors yeah. what to do. So you have to take that with the grain of salt. But just, of course, ask your doctor. Always. Always. First, listen to them and go on their guidance. Because if you signed up with them initially, Then you must trust them. Then you must. If you're doing your homework, yeah. If you've done your consult, your three consultations, you trust this person, yeah. And if they're telling you to stay in a binder, you stay in a binder. (laughs) Stay in a binder. Yeah, exactly. So this goes back to doing your homework, making sure you trust the person that's doing your surgery. Yeah. And I tell you guys this all the time because it's important before surgery, but it's crucial 
after. Because if you don't trust them after and they're telling you yeah. it's going to be okay and you don't believe them, what, then what, if, are, you what are you going to do? do? Yeah, what are you going to do if they're telling you, hey, it's fine. It's just a little swelling or, you know, right. it's just a, it looks like a normal bruise. But you, uh-huh. you've read online, you're convinced it's a hematoma. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you have to trust your doctor. Yeah. Just do that. Just ask. There's no dumb questions, especially if you're having an issue. You should have really good communication with the office and you have a direct point of contact to, um, you know, ask those questions. If it's a week after surgery, two weeks after surgery, you know, those one week, two week, three week, four week, those are the most specific times that you should be asking questions if you have a question. Definitely. and making sure that you're following their instructions. So it's communication from both parties, but also to doing your due diligence Definitely. with making sure that you're following their instructions because they've obviously been in it for so long and you picked them for some for reason, reason or another. So, so. <laughs> you got to go with it. <laughs> and I think that's a good you know, yeah, it's a good ending point, point yeah. for us. I Trust agree. your surgeon. Make sure yeah. you do a good job. And if you have a question, just DM us. DM us. <laughs> ask us questions. Send We're us a question. You. I put stickers up on my stories all the time. You guys, I know I've been getting a lot of love in my you DMs. You have, actually. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I, yeah. I want to tell y'all, if you want to you know, help us. The way you can help us is by giving us a review on Apple and Spotify, because the more reviews that go up there, the more people know, I guess, Hey, there's this plastic surgery (laughs) podcast. I wonder what these girls are talking about. Because organically it's already been happening. And I was like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) what are you talking about? And mommy's like, yeah. Did you know? <laughs> and I was like, I haven't checked, but I'm going to check. <laughs> so we have some reviews on there and it's uh, some of them is people I don't know. And that makes yeah. me so happy. Yeah. I'm like, Yay, I'm helping. People. I think the main goal is just to help patients that don't know who to ask, where to go. Who to um, trust. Who to, yeah. Who to trust. They don't have a friend or a family member. There's or so they much might. information. There's so much information. It's confusing. Mm-hmm. It and is. if you don't have somebody who knows, yeah, you can really give yourself anxiety and just, yeah. well, this is what it's happens. it's a big step. Let me tell y'all what happens. I know I keep saying, oh yeah, we're going to wrap it up. But <laughs> <laughs> let me tell y'all what happens. You decide, hey, you know what? I think I want to have liposuction. You go online. You start looking before uh-huh. you know it. You're looking at botched pictures. You're looking at worst case scenario. And it like freaks you and out. And you're freaking out. And now you're like, okay, maybe not. And then you put it away and then right. you look at it again. And then before you know it, it's been two, three years and mm-hmm. you've, you're still thinking about it. And it's because that first initial search is can be Was so bad. overwhelming. Yeah. So. I, that's what I don't want to happen. I want you to think about it. F- find me so you can find, find good it. information. Yeah. Call us. Call us. Text us. <laughs> DM us. Whatever you need to do. We work for a lot of doctors and it's just, you know, I think it's just one of those things where we're just very happy 
to be able to pass this along and to help others and to give back the knowledge that we've gained that we've gained in over many 14 years, years of ta- <laughs> I don't even know how many it is many you years know, and you guys we yeah. when I said we were spoiled I meant by <laughs> the knowledge the knowledgeable doctors that yeah. have been around us like that I have had the privilege to work with like great, excellent physicians who I know care about their patients and I know their, you know, their intentions are right. So I feel very like to connect them with patients that have good intentions as well. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Going to ASAPs, I think every year for the past, like, I don't know, eight years, I don't know, (laughs) whatever it is. And I get to see all these doctors come together in a group and they do you know, round table and they hot talk topics. About, they talk about they things. talk about great things and innovative things. For example, and, yes. the the BBL, the BBL, the safety, the safety stuff. Like there's meetings about crazy. this stuff, you guys. And they're yeah. talking about it and they're, you know, researching researching it. and we have a facility here in Houston that's doing, you know, a lot of research yeah. in that field. Because there's a lot of doctors that will do BBLs, they'll take out X amount of cc's of lipo and it's not safe. The BMI for the patient is not correct and they'll inject and it's they'll do underneath the muscle, which is not correct. And it's not safe, you know, and it's just one of those things where I know I'm educated mm-hmm. and I tell my friends, my family and people that DM me, you know, like, yeah. nope, don't do it. Don't do it. You know, just go to this go, doctor. Go to this guy. It might be a little bit more, but that little bit more is worth your safety, safety. your sanity and your health. You know, BBL is a whole topic and it's a it whole is. episode by itself because I have so much to say about it yeah. <laughs> that I'm like, this will be turned into a three hour episode if I don't cut it I right think now. if anything, we always just continue to talk. I think because we have so much information that it's we like just want to like, like, a, oh, like, we just want to like spill it out to everyone and let them know everything that we know and I think it's just the patient safety and we honestly want every cosmetic surgeon, um, every plastic surgeon, every patient to know that they have an advocate. And they have an ally. They have an ally. So I know sometimes coming out and saying, hey, I want to have plastic surgery and your friends or family might be like, why? You don't need it. And then you kind of get like, okay, well, (laughs) who am I going to talk to about it? Right. Right here. I'll talk to you. I'll I can talk here. to you about it in my sleep. <laughs> right? So Whatever you need. Whatever you need. I'm sure we can find it or figure it out. <laughs> well, I think this has been great, Mommy. Me too. I love you to death. And thank you for helping me on this journey. I know. I told you the Bruce Juice stuff, right? I was like, Dang. oh my gosh. It feels so good. Okay, I dropped my, <laughs> my AirPod again. Sorry. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you for tuning you. in. And I hope you found this helpful. I will see y'all next week. DM us if you have any questions. <laughs> I would like to end this episode with a huge thank you to all of our listeners. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe to Big Butts No Lies podcast 
and follow us on Instagram at Big Butts No Lies Podcast. If you have a topic you want me to cover, please send it to the DM. If you know anyone on their plastic surgery journey, be sure to recommend them the show. You can also visit us on our website, bigbuttsnolies.com. You'll see the online surgical recovery store. We're adding new items all the time. If there's something you think I need to have on there, send me a DM. (laughs) Don't forget to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget, new episodes every Monday. I'll see you then.